Let's continue. Yesterday we started this Kavaldi Galoch of Ischar Shabbos, uh, and we went into the Hagdoma to understanding, number one, who is the Issa on? And we said yesterday, the Maisa, the Issa of Ischar Shabbos, is on the person receiving the money. However, the person giving the money, if it's a Yid involved, obviously, would be over Lifling Iba. So that would mean you would be also both to receive and also give the money when dealing with two Jews. When dealing with a Goy, obviously that's slightly different. But when you're dealing with two Jews, number one to receive and number two to give would be Nisar of Shah Shabbos. What we didn't mention yesterday was a couple of things before I start the Heterim. And that is number one. What is the amount that's also to take? Now this is actually Nagea, more to a Shaila of banks. Um, and, and obviously we're not going to go around the, you know, the room and ask everybody how much money they have in the bank, but it will be enough gamina how much interest you make each day, I don't know if anybody ever worked this out, and would be enough gamina legabi daloch of Shabbos, because the might, well, okay, we'll talk about bank accounts when we get to it, but the point is, why is it such a difference how much? Because Shabbos is an amount. The truth is, every Melacha on Shabbos is an amount, right? There's no such thing as there's no shear. I mean, Chatzis Shear also in Torah, but there's always a shear for every single Melacha that you do for it to be Chayev. Same thing with Shabbos, right? The Issa of Shabbos has to be a Shabbat Puta. A Shabbat Puta, again, depending on the market rate, you know, could, could depend, can fluctuate depending on the day, but somewhere I would be safe to say between 10 and 30 Agarot is called basically a Shabbat which would mean that anything less than that is not really an Issa Yitzchah Shabbos. Now, I don't believe we're going to deal with sums less than that, but it's important to know that that's the sum that we're dealing with. So that's the, uh, what we discussed yesterday. Um, we talked about the Indian of... Um, what if it was taken with the event? Can you have Hana, which we said you cannot have Hana from the money? Either you have to throw it in the yam or you have to give it to Stalker, like some sofas said. Now, a couple of things I want to get to before I discuss the Hetem. There's many, many Hetem, and I want to make them very, very clear. But before we get that, a couple of things, two things, Be'ika, and that is one like this. What about returning a favor? For example, let's say, for example, somebody borrowed your talus. Um, it's an interesting example. Someone borrowed your talus during the week and, you know, he returned the favor on Shabbos. Is that considered to be an Isra of Shabbos when someone returns the favor? Or, for example, Rabbi Moshe has a Chuvenigus Moshe where he discusses a, a from doctor and he talks about the Indian of a doctor swapping and changing his, um, his shifts. Right? In other words, he has a Shabbos shift and he wants to swap it with somebody else's shift. You know, all sorts of things like that. Is that considered to be a, a form of Schar Shabbos? In other words, if somebody, quote-unquote, pays me back for the favor that I did, is that considered to be um, an Issa of Schar Shabbos or not? The answer is no. That is not an Issa of Schar Shabbos. So, for example, uh, Natanel. One example would be, um, I'll babysit your children on Thursday afternoon, you have to babysit my children on Shabbos afternoon. Is that Schar Shabbos? The answer is no. Even though you're quote-unquote paying me, right, I'm gaining something, as long as that's not considered Schar Shabbos. Now, there is an exception to that. Maybe Yitzchak, you know the exception to this. Very good. Ah, my ridiculous. How many Bachum would know that? Levi Yitzchak comes along and says, hold on a minute, there's always a problem of ribis. What's the problem of ribis? What? What do you say? What's the problem of ribis? Anybody? Hmm? Ooh, we're getting there, Dovi. Very good. We're getting there. The problem is like this. I don't know how many people have this. Right? The Ramos says this. In, in, in your day, some of Kuf Samasivov, that the Maisa, 
If you, for example, it's an interesting case. And let's say, for example, you're a teacher. And you have another teacher who says, do me a favor, would you take my class for me? So like, okay, big deal, you know, whatever. And I have a chasna a couple of weeks. You know, I'll ask her to take my class when I, you know, whatever. If the class that's been taking over is easier than the class that you're going to take over, that means you've got a harder job. That's with this. Because you're paying back with something that's worth more or something that's harder. That is Ribis. Okay? Unbelievable, right? We learned the Ramah as well, right? This week's parasha. The Ramah says that um, if you lend... How many people know this? If you borrow money from somebody, right? I wanna, I'd like to borrow $100 from you. Is that okay? Don't worry. I will, I will lend you... No, I will lend you $100 back. Not I'll pay you back. Of course I'm going to pay back. I'm going to lend you $100 next month. Ribis. Even though it's 100, 100, nothing more, nothing extra, for the exact same amount of time, that is pure ribbis. Shalav ribbis katsutsa, shalav ribbis derisim even. Why? Because in the stipulation, when I borrow the money, I'm giving you extra. What's extra? That I'm going to lend you something. That's extra. Anyway, we're not going to go into ribbis at this moment of time, even though it would be kavaldic, we could. But the maestro, the din is, as I said, returning a favor is not a problem of schar Shabbos in that way, and therefore there's no problem. The next thing, before we move on to the teum, is what about um, cancelling a debt? Let's say, for example, somebody owes you money, and you cancel a debt on Shabbos. Is that considered to be an issa of schar Shabbos or not? Anybody? Yeah, I cancelled the debt on Shabbos. What's the thing? Oh, let's make another example. I, I, I deduct from an existing debt. Right? I deduct from the money that somebody owes me from an existing debt. What? Is it Shabbos? That's the Shaila. Is that Shabbos? But you're not getting So it depends. If the guy did nothing for you on Shabbos, there's no Shaila to Shabbos. Then obviously it's not Shabbos. Shabbos. It's not giving you a discount on Shabbos on a date on Wednesday. But let's say he did something on Shabbos. If he did something on Shabbos and you make the price go lower, you deduct from the existing debt, that will be a shayla of Shal Shabbos, because he's gaining something. And that, again, is for something that was done, a service that was done on Shabbos, it is problematic. Okay, now, I want to talk about the two Heterim. It's very, very important. These Heterim are often misquoted or unknown, and it's important to know, number one, that it exists, and how it, is, it exists. That's very, very important. There are two types of Havlah. There are two types of Heterim. Rashi in Baba Metziah brings down as follows. Rashi says, the Gemara that we quoted yesterday, Nunches, the Gemara told us that if you want to hire a worker, or you want to hire a cow, or you want to hire a utensil, or whatever it may be that you're hiring, don't hire it for the day. Because if you hire it for the day, then it means you're paying for the day. And if you're paying for the day, and one of those days is Shabbos Kodesh, you've got a problem. Because that's considered to be Shabbos Shabbos. Okay, that's simple. That's what he said yesterday. There is a Rashi, where Rashi learns like this. What happens if somebody is what we call Havla? Havla basically means he's absorbing the payment in weekday payments. Let's just take a very classic example. I pay someone for the month. He gets paid by the month. He doesn't get paid per day. He gets paid by the month. Now it happens to be that in every month there are four Shabbosim. So he's doing work on Shabbos also. He's doing work, again, it's a yid. He's doing work, obviously permitted work, all seven days of the week, times four. I pay him for the month. He gets paid for Shabbos also. Mutter asa, mutter. Why? Says Rashi, that's called havlaw. Havlaw means you've absorbed the payment of Shabbos within the weekday payment. So I'm not really paying him for Shabbos. 
I'm paying you for the ganze, ganze, ganze for the whole, the whole month or the whole week, whatever it may be, depends on how you set it up. Now, what's the problem with this? Right, is, is that understood? Is that hetero understood? Over you with me? It's pretty simple, right? The problem is it's misquoted, it's misunderstood. In the following way, people think, and I'll give you an example where I've heard this before myself. I've heard it from people that say, I have a babysitter on Shabbos to babysit my children. But it's okay because they also babysit on a Wednesday. They come twice a week, on a Wednesday and on a Shabbos. And every Wednesday I pay them for both. Havla doesn't mean, let's get this clear, that the payment I'm giving you absorbs in Shabbos. In other words, hey, here's $100. I owe you 50 for Shabbos and 50 for Wednesday. Here's 100 <laughs> That's not Havla. That's what people think Havla is. They think as long as they give it in one shot and Shabbos is somewhere in there, I'm okay. Havla means... Let's get this extremely clear. That Be'etz, am I paying you for the whole month? What's the biggest rice? Says the Morgan of Rome. In Shinvav. If you wouldn't show up one Shabbos, would I still pay you? Yes. Because I'm paying you for the whole month. You didn't show up one day. I'm not paying you for the day. I'm paying you for the whole month. When it comes to a babysitter, just to make that example, if the babysitter wouldn't come for Shabbos, would you pay them for the hours of Shabbos? The tunnel. You would? Dovi, absolutely. Of course not. Why would you pay them? You pay them power. They get 20, 30 shekel an hour. They come on a Wednesday and a Shabbos. Every Wednesday you pay them for both days. Why? They didn't come on Shabbos. You would pay them? Donnie, you would pay them? Right? You wouldn't pay them? No. But when you pay someone for the month, then when you pay someone for the month, it's not being split up per day. It's not paid per hour. It's paid for the month. You didn't show up one day, so you didn't show up one day. Right? No, so if you have a deal with him, if he didn't show up on day, I, I deduct some money, so you don't have to if he doesn't show up on Shabbos or Wednesday. But I'm talking about a situation where he's not paid by the hour. When someone is paid by the hour or by the day, and he doesn't show up on that day, and you deduct that day, so you're obviously paying him for Shabbos. So when you're paying him on Wednesday for two days, you're paying him for Shabbos. Specifically, even if you're giving him the money on a Wednesday, and even if you're just giving it to him in one shot, that's not called have law. Am I making this clear? Because this is very, very misunderstood. What is Havla? Havla means it's not just one payment. It's one hiring. The hiring is I'm hiring you for both Shabbos and a Wednesday. And if you miss one, Nishkavalach. I'm still going to pay because you get paid for the whole amount. That's what it means. That's what Havla means. Unfortunately, people don't know this. And people think Havla is not that way. And therefore, they're over on an Issa of Scha Shabbos. Because they don't know that problem. Okay, that's basically the idea. Now, what we'll try to what we'll try to do is we're going to try to give many examples at the end, and we'll go through the examples of what's mutter and osa, and we'll try to get to when it's havlo, when it's not havlo in that case. But it's very, very crucial to understand that idea of havlo because most people do mix that. I hear this all the time from people. They mix this up. Oh, it's havlo, so it's okay. Not true. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll get there now. Just to clarify a couple of things before we move on to the second havla, and that is what happens if the main amount of work is on is on uh, is during is on Shabbos. For example, the babysitter comes for an hour on Wednesday, but for three hours on Shabbos, that's fine. As long as it's a choshava amount during the week, I give you an example. A caterer, how's a caterer getting paid? The second of law we'll get to is another heta. But according to the first of law, how's a caterer getting paid? You're making a kiddush. You're making a kiddush on Shabbos. The caterer's basically working on Shabbos. Right? People have big time. Say, I want to put my business on Shabbos. I'm not allowed. Ain't going to work on Saturday. But this caterer over here has no problem with making money on Shabbos. What's the heta? The heta is what? Amongst other heterim. What's the heta? Anybody knows? They're getting paid to make the food. Oh! 
Right, they're busy before Shabbos, they're busy after Shabbos. Waiters, for example, there are many waiters that are told, can you please come a little bit before Shabbos, so that you can set up the tables, come on to Shabbos, take out the rubbish, and this way you're getting paid Bahavla. What does Bahavla mean? You're getting paid for the entire unit of the job. The job is to the Kiddush. And that involves Erev Shabbos, Shabbos, and Moshah Shabbos. I'm not getting paid specifically for Shabbos. Now, you can't make a joke. Tell the, tell the waiter to come in, put one serviette on the table Erev Shabbos, walk out and come back on Shabbos. And do the rest on Shabbos. That's not called Bahavla. That's a joke. That's a bit of a joke. That's not called Bahavla. Havla means, I know, I know for example, a caterer who walks into Shabbos, uh, Erev Shabbos, into the, into the house, Psaim Shagai, he walks into the house on Erev Shabbos with a grocer kegel. He says, okay, this kegel, 10,000 pounds. I've already said where he's from. 10,000 pounds. Well, I'm charging you 10,000 pounds a gig. I know, I'll meet you in Kiddush tomorrow also. That's worth 10,000 pounds. But the mice are 10,000 pounds on a Kiddush. Uh, I don't believe when people have asagas. In America, that's like cheap, right? For 10,000 pounds for a Kiddush. Like, come on, I can buy a couple of bottles of alcohol for that. What am I going to do for the rest of the sushi and the stand of the different types of the, um, I don't know, the beef jerky and everything else that they have over there and 18 different types of herring. You know how it goes, right? It's a regular Kiddush flabbish. I'll upon him. So um, he does the Bahavla. Whenever you absorb the payment inside, as long as there's a Hoshim amount being done, Erev Shabbos, then you are okay. Let's move on. What about preparation during the week? For example, Balkaira, who lines? Or a chazan for that matter as well. How's he getting paid? We'll talk about scha mitzvah. We'll talk about whether mitzvahs are different. Is he allowed to get paid? And the answer is you're getting paid what for? The preparation of Nehru Shabbos. Where Fugs Atzal once told me, you have to tell him that though. You have to tell him I'm paying you for the preparation. It's not enough just to like hold of it. You have to, Mamish, tell him, by the way, I'm paying you the preparation. Then you're paying for the preparation. Agav, he comes on Shabbos and he also lines on Shabbos. The shail would be, what if he doesn't show up on Shabbos? Would you pay him for the preparation? Good shaila. Pashtas, you'd have to, right? Because if you wouldn't, it shows you're only paying him for the whole thing. Unless you could say, I'm paying you for the whole job. Nice, the preparation could take a lot longer than the actual lining. That's the Metzius, right? Is that true? Oh, Daniel, our in-house liner will tell us that prepara- preparation takes a lot longer than the actual Maisei. If that's the case, so maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. Stop me, you give a guy a token, whatever, something you give him, because the Maisei did something. Now, that's Havlon number one. What's Havlon number two? Havlon number two is a Nodib Yehuda. Nodib Yehuda talks about a mikvah. He talks about a case. What happens if you own a mikvah? Are you mechoyev to give everyone your mikvah to use for free? If not, it's called Shabbos. How are you making money on Shabbos? The guy's going to come in. Obviously, he's not going to pay on Shabbos. He'll pay every Shabbos, pay more Shabbos, whatever. Are you allowed to charge money on Shabbos for your mikvah? What does he say? Absolutely, absolutely mutter. Why is it mutter? What happened to Shabbos? Shabbos? He says, hold on a minute. I have expenses. This mikvah costs me money. I have to pay electricity. I have to pay the water bill. It's cost count. I'm required to give you money for free on Shabbos? You come to my house, you want to buy a Coke off me. I'm required to give it to you for free? No. I'm not required to give you the Coca-Cola for free. I'm going to have to charge you. Do I have to charge you cost price? Or can I put the price, but I want to make a bit more guilt on it? Of course I can put more profit on it. Why not? Why not? That's Havla. That's Havla. Says the Nadi Yehuda, that's the Marsham, Marshag, others. That's the second type of Havla. It will have absorbed the extra in what I'm allowed to charge. Just like I've absorbed the Shabbos payment in Wednesday's payment. That's one type of Avla. The second type of Avla is the Coca-Cola that I'm allowed to charge from. I'm going to give Coke for free. So I'm allowed to charge five shekel. I'm going to charge eight shekel. Not a problem. Because I'm absorbing it in a cost that I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to charge. Is that understood? Makes sense, right? That's a different problem. You're right. That's a different problem. That's a problem of, of Maris Ayin, Mecca, Chomemka, all sorts of things. But I'll give you an example. The store upstairs, 
boys have asked me, are they allowed to take a bag of bizzily, for example, and, and pay the guy after Shabbos? The answer is yes. You pick up a bag of bizzily and off you go. You have to be careful what you say. You can't say, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to weigh it. You have to know how to say it. There's a whole and Shinzai that talks about this. What's that? Buying Ali is different though. Buying Ali is, first of all, we'll talk about Scham Mitzvah. It's for Mitzvah because you're giving it to the shul, you're giving it to the base measures, you're giving it to the moisture, whatever. And also, that's also different because there's no service being done. We're talking about a service being done. We're talking about Scham Shabbos is for work that was done on Shabbos. We'll have to talk about websites, we'll have to talk about eBay. There's a lot to discuss, you understand. But I wanted, just, I wanted to get to these different types of Havlah because it's very, very choshev for a person to realize that. And by the way, that's another heter for the caterer. The, het- the caterer is charging money for his food. He's allowed to charge money for the food, right? While he's charging money for the food, Mamela, he can also charge a bit more guilt in that case over there. And that's why Airbnb, and that's why a car, all sorts of things you could be some could charge for, because I'm allowed to charge for the, for the actual Karen, for the main thing. Agav, I'm charging a bit more. That's not going to be a problem. So we'll have to see how that goes in all the cases tomorrow. But as Hashem, what I want to do is I want to take all the halachas we've learned, shift them into all, all of the cases that we discussed right in the beginning, and go through case one by one, including having a bank account and gaining interest. What do we do on Shabbos? Have a wonderful day.